If you have your Bibles this evening, would you turn with us to the book of Matthew, chapter number 24. Matthew, chapter number 24, and if you would, pray with us and pray for us. For the next few minutes, I'll try to be just as mindful of the Holy Spirit's leading as we can tonight. I want to try to preach on a subject we've preached a lot, have several messages under the same title. And we go in a lot of different ways with it, for there's many ways that can be gone with it and be preached, biblical. And so I want you to read with us and pray with us. And we'll begin our reading in verse 14, or verse number 4, and read down through about verse number 14 this evening. The Bible says, And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. And you shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. There shall be famines and pestilence and earthquakes in divers places. All these things are the beginning of sorrows. Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted, and shall kill you, and you shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. And then shall many be offended, and shall betray one another, and shall hate one another. Many false prophets shall rise, and shall deceive many. Because of iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. But he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations. And then shall the end come. Would you pray with us tonight? Father, we want to bless you, Lord, tonight for your salvation, for all that you've done in our lives and for us. Father, we thank you tonight for your word. And we ask, for, for Lord, for your blessings upon the reading of it. We ask God that the Holy Spirit would... Uh, Lord, uh, just uh, t- take control, Lord, of our vessels tonight. May we be an instrument in the hands of the Lord. Lord, would you preach through us tonight? Lord, the truths of thy word. May you walk the aisles and the avenues of our hearts and our lives as your people. God, draw us up close to you in these last days that we're living in. Lord, we need you, and our churches need you, Father. Lord, we're just unable to do anything within ourselves and of ourselves tonight. Lord, we're thankful for Calvary this evening, for what You did on Calvary, and for the salvation of our souls. And we ask You now, Lord, to lead Thy servant. We may please Thee in all things. In Jesus' name, Amen and Amen. If I can, I want to talk to you just for a moment on some things that I think we can draw out of these verses of Scriptures. And our subject, uh, our title tonight uh, over these Scriptures would be in times like this. In times like what we're living in. I think that if you read these Scriptures and meditate on them and others that go along with them, Paul said that we're living in the last days and he says in the last days there's perilous times. Dangerous times. It's it's times uh, that the church needs to really be uh, cautious with. We don't have any time to let our guard down. We don't have any time to relax and to get comfortable. 
But we're living in a moment and in an hour where we need to be on guard. We need to beware of the circumstances of life and what's taking place in and around our homes and our families and our nation, our government, our local governments. And as we read these Scriptures here, I think that we can take the principle that is applied right here and apply it to the day that we're living in right now. We're living in these kinds of times. In times like this right here, and they're dangerous times. Is that right? And so if you'll think with us on these things, and as we're living in a day of confusion, is it a day of confusion? I believe it is tonight. And I think tonight, even some that may be here, if we're really just judgment day honest with God and with ourselves, we'd have to say there's some things that I'm confused about. There's some things that I just don't quite understand. I just can't put my finger on why it is what it is or like it is and why is seemingly so-called churches and Christians allowing things in their lives to affect them and why are they seemingly falling apart when we have such a, a great faith and a great God and a God that has proved Himself time and time again and year after year God has a man provided for our every need and seemingly we're falling apart and we're coming apart at the seams and men are bewildered tonight as though they have no direction. We're living in that kind of time when men ought to be standing strong and, and standing for the truth's sake and, and when we're bending and buckling at the knees and amen, uh, we are showing amen to the world and our families what a weak example that we really are. Amen? In times like what we're living in right now. And so if you'll just take a moment and let me kind of get to where I need to be where Living in that day of confusion. A.R. Troy. How many of you recognize that name? Amen. And uh, he said these things right here. Troy said he suspected that 80% of uh, people in Bible-believing churches have never been born again. Not only him, but what about Billy Graham? How many of you recognize that name? About everybody in America knows Billy Graham. This is his own testimony. He stated that if one out of five of his converts were truly saved, he would be a happy man. Not only Billy Graham, but uh, in, in other words, he figured that at least 80% of his converts were really lost. J. Vernon McGee. How many of you recognize that name? J. Vernon McGee made this statement. He said he believed 90% of Sunday morning crowd who were members in Bible-believing churches in America were lost and would die that way. In times like this tonight, can I say to you, friend, that we need uh, uh, to be sure. Amen? We need to be sure. Amen? We are what we profess to be. Is that right? Amen tonight. We need to be sure. The Bible says in Second Peter chapter number 1 and verse number 10, Wherefore the rather, brethren, give diligence to make your calling and election sure. For if you do these things, you shall never fail. 
And I realize tonight that because of different things, people stumble along the way in the Christian walk. I understand that. I understand tonight that because of difficulties and hardships sometimes that that people fall down and, and they stumble around sometimes. But friend Christians, I'm talking about born again men and women of God, people that have the Spirit of God living in them, men and women that's been born of the Spirit of God. And and Paul says that's been circumcised with a circumcision made without hands and putting off the body of the sins of the flesh. And men and women that's been resurrected, new creatures in Christ Jesus, they have hard times sometimes. And, and sometimes they fall down. But when we fall down, we don't wallow in the mud and in the muck and the mire, friend, uh, we have a greater power and one that is able to lift us up out of the hour of temptation. Is that right? But too often we see men and women of faith that are looking for a way out. Uh, many times men and women get married. Young couples are married. A man looking for an opportunity to get a divorce. And the least little old thing will bring separation. And, and many times there's kids involved. And, and friends, this is the work of the devil. I'm trying to preach to you about in times like we're living in tonight. And oftentimes we'll see men and women of faith, uh, a man that'll find the least little thing that'll get them out of church, huh? I mean the least little hardships, the first little climb. Uh, they're looking for a way out that they can justify, amen, their decision. And I want you to know tonight that men and women that are born of the Spirit of God uh, has a greater and a higher power uh, that's living in them. Uh, and they're able to overcome. They're able to conquer, friend. Uh, they're able to get up when they fall down. Uh, they're able, amen, to look under the hills from whence coming their help tonight. Is that right? I believe that's right tonight. Um, we're seeing churches, amen, uh, uh, cave in and fold in. Uh, we see churches that once were, amen, biblical uh, and godly in their doctrine, uh, in their preaching, in their teaching uh, that is fell by the wayside. Uh, they've taken the way of Balaam. Uh, they picked up the ways of the world uh, and they brought the world in uh, trying to build the church. Uh, but the church, amen, cannot build a work for God. Amen. The world cannot build a work for God. Amen tonight. So in times like what we're living in right now, we need to be sure you, you as individuals tonight, you are to make your calling and your election sure. Amen. You're to find out whether or not you truly are born of the Spirit of God. If you drop dead right now, you would immediately either be in heaven or in hell, friend. And the moment you close your eyes in death here, it's too late to make a decision for God. 
Amen. And if there's any doubt, uh, any concern in your soul uh, that you've never been born again, uh, maybe you got a taste of religion, uh, cold chill bumps, a good song made you a little emotional. You got my friend uh, uh, turned on by something. Uh, a friend, if it wasn't the Spirit of God, uh, you're lost tonight uh, and you need a Savior. Uh, and He came, amen, to seek and to save that which was lost. Amen. We got too many church members. Uh, amen. That their faith is in their membership. Uh, it's in what they've done for the church. Uh, it's in how they feel, friend. Uh, I want you to know, beloved, sometimes, uh, many times, most of the time, uh, I get up in the mornings, I don't feel too saved. Uh, amen. Sometimes throughout the day, uh, I'll say something or do something, uh, and I don't feel too good. Uh, I don't feel too godly. Uh, I'm glad tonight that my faith doesn't depend upon how I feel. Amen. But it depends upon the Word of the living God. I'm glad, amen, of that tonight. Amen. In times like what you and I are living in, uh, we are to be an example. We are to stand head and shoulders taller, uh, amen, than the world tonight. Uh, I know we're in the world. We're not of the world, uh, amen, but there's a God in heaven, uh, amen, that's put His name on you. Uh, he gave you of His Spirit, uh, and He lives in you, my friend. Uh, and there's not a power in heaven and in earth, uh, amen, that can strip you uh, of the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. We need to be sure tonight of where we're standing for the Lord Jesus Christ. Are you sure? The Bible says in Matthew 24 and verse number 43, if you'll read with us there, Look with us at verse number 43. But know this, that if the good man of the house had known in what watch the thief would come, he would have watched and would not have suffered his house to be broken up. Therefore, be also ready, for in such an hour as you think not, the Son of Man cometh. What's he saying, preacher? Well, I think it's very evident what he's saying. I mean, a lost person can glean some knowledge from these verses of Scripture. I mean, all of us know for the fact if we knew someone was going to break in our house, we'd lay wait for them. We'd surprise them, my friend. And so it is with the Lord tonight. If you knew when you were going to die, if you knew when the Lord was coming back, you'd go out of your way. You'd do everything it takes to know that you was ready to meet the Lord. Huh? Well, are you ready to meet the Lord tonight? Huh? I mean, beloved, have you opened up the pages of your heart? Have you looked down in the secret chambers of your soul? Amen. Has God fingered around down there? Amen. And caused you, amen, to have conviction and to know whether or not you know Him by name tonight, huh? Can I give you just a few things and we'll try to move on tonight. But I'm preaching on in times like this. You need to be sure, huh? There's some marks of salvation tonight. There is some evidences of salvation. Anybody can say they're saved. Anybody can call themselves a Christian. Anybody can join a church somewhere of any denomination of any faith. Anybody can act churchy and learn the ways of church house religion. Anybody, amen, can get involved and take part in religious worship. But not anybody can go to heaven tonight. Amen. Only them that are born of the Spirit of God. 
will enter into that city. Amen. Notice, amen, the first marks of salvation tonight is this. Beloved, there is the mark of fellowship with God the Father and Jesus Christ. Are you in fellowship with God tonight? I'm not talking about a man just reading his word or just carrying his Bible, his word around with you. I'm not talking about just memorizing Bible scriptures, that being able, a man, to quote them, a man, when you're called upon and act, a man, real spiritual. That's right. There's a lot of men and women that has learned how to act spiritual. They know when to say amen. They know when to wave their hand. They know when to shout. They know when to say what needs to be said, amen, by the emotions of the flesh. But have you had some secret a fellowship with God the Father? Have you walked in the midnight hour, friend, when the Holy Ghost of God was wanting to do business with you, huh? Oh, when was the last time God the Holy Spirit slid on in on your bench uh, and sat down next to you and began to woo you uh, and begin to talk to you and begin to deal with your heart? Uh, when's the last time God the Holy Spirit uh, walked in the cool of the day with you uh, and comforted you in your hour of sorrow uh, and heartaches, friend? I want to say, uh, if you're born of the Spirit of God, uh, you'll have fellowship with God. Amen. That's right, there's a mark of salvation tonight. In 1 John chapter number 5 and verse number 13, the Bible says, These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life, and that you may believe on the name of the Son of God. Huh? That's right. Look at verse number 20 in chapter number 5. And we know that the Son of God has come and hath given us an understanding that we may know Him, that He is true. And we are in Him that is true, even in His Son, Jesus Christ. This is the true God and eternal life. Hey, friend, tonight, and I say amen, those that are born of the Spirit of God has eternal life tonight. You know, everybody's got everlasting life. Lost people's got everlasting life. They're gonna live, lost people are gonna live in, uh, amen, in the lake of fire, amen, forever and forever and forever. How long is forever? It's forever, amen. There's not a chance, there's no hope, uh, there's no possibility, there's no penance, there's no payment that can be made on their behalf that'll ever draw them out of, of the wrath and the judgment of God upon them for the rejection of His Son tonight. They'll live there forever and ever. But you that are saved, you have eternal life. Amen. And you have it right now. I mean, you are right now eternally, amen, the children of God, the sons of God. You've been adopted into the family of God. And you forever going to have the mark of eternal life upon your soul. Is that right? I believe that's right tonight. Uh, not only that, but notice with us uh, in First John chapter number 1. Uh, read with us there in verse number 3. Uh, he says, That which we have seen and heard declare we unto you, uh, that ye also may have fellowship with us. And truly our fellowship is with the Father uh, and with His Son, Jesus Christ. 
Christ tonight. Hey, 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 now listen tonight. You can't lay with the world and lay with the Lord Jesus Christ and be in fellowship with Him. Huh? That's right. You can't have one set foot on one side of the fence and one on the other and be right with God. Hey, 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 the wrath of Almighty God will fall upon His children who walk in disobedience under the Word and the will of God. Hey, if you're sinning against the revealed will and the open Word of God, God's going to judge you. Judgment days are coming on this side. Amen. Before you get to the other side, to the disobedient, huh? We all know what Hebrews chapter number 12 teaches. You're either a son or you're either not a son. You're either saved or you're either lost tonight. And men and women in our country tonight need to realize that we have a God that's able to let us know whether or not we're saved. In times like this, are you sure? Huh? Just look around the world. There's wars going on everywhere. Russia's trying to be a bully, huh? China, amen,'s trying to aid them. North Korea, I mean, you can just go on and on and on. We've got pestilence in the world today. We've got, amen, AIDS. We've got COVID. We've got all kinds of stuff, amen, that's plaguing our people today. All around the world, hey, it may have caught you off guard. And you may be surprised, but God is not alarmed tonight. In times like this, they're unknown. We see the economy doing well, but it's already started downhill, huh? I mean, don't be so blind that you can't see it tonight. What comes up always goes down. And beloved, I want to say tonight that in times like night, right now, you need to be sure that you're saved, huh? And the mark of that is fellowship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Look at First John chapter number two. And verse number 6 tonight, He says, He that saith he abideth in him all himself also to walk even as he walked. That's pretty understandable tonight. I mean, I, I raised my son, both of them, to be like me. That's what I raised. My, my daddy raised me to be like him. I, I, I took up his ways, my daddy's ways. Uh, every step he took, I thought I had to take growing up. I mean, I wanted to be like him in everything that he did. And I tried to do that. I thought like he thought. I talked like he talked. I did as he did. I, I remember one time when I was uh, about 16 years of age, uh, my daddy always smoked cigarettes, as I, and he still does today. And I'm not passing judgment on anybody that does that. Don't take it the wrong way. I'm, I'm saying, beloved, I tried to be like my daddy when I was uh, growing up. And I remember... Remember, amen, when Daddy caught me smoking cigarettes, huh? That's right, I say, up there on the other side of the building, and I was getting in my car to leave, and I lit me up a cigarette, and Daddy rounded the corner, and there it stuck out of my mouth, a 16-year-old boy. And you know what Daddy said? He didn't say a word, because I learned it from Daddy. We got a lot of hypocritical daddies tonight. That needs to start setting some examples 
that needs to be godly in their actions and, and need to have some godly principles that need to, amen, instill them in their children. I may just have given you an illustration tonight. I've raised my boys to try to be like their daddy and I've tried to live right before them. But that ain't enough to get them to heaven. That's not enough to get them inside, amen, those pearly white gates. They'll have to be saved, amen, themselves. It's a personal relationship. They'll have to come face to face with God tonight. Amen. In times like this, they better be sure. I believe the Lord could come back any moment. Number two tonight, on some marks of being sure tonight, there's fellowship with God. The Father and Jesus Christ. Number two, recognize you are a sinner. If you find someone that professes to be saved, and it's all glory for them, and they never acknowledge the fact that they was ever a sinner, I doubt whether or not they ever got saved. And and you can say I'm judging. If I am, I'll answer for it one day. But no man, no woman, no boy, no girl has ever been born into the family of God without yet acknowledging that they're a sinner in need of a Savior. Jesus came to save sinners tonight. And until a person recognizes that they're a sinner and that they're lost, they cannot be saved. It's more than throwing out a life jacket. It's more than throwing out a lifeline. Friend, they'll have to seek and come near dying and die to themselves before they can be born into the family of God. Huh? That's right tonight. Beloved, you'll have to recognize that you're a sinner before you can be saved. You might not have went down the road of sin as far as some men have. Oh, but friend, the moment you recognize that you're a sinner in need of a Savior, uh, there's a Savior, amen, that's came and died on the cross uh, and bore the sin, the iniquity of all. Uh, and He was buried and rose the third day uh, that He may impart unto you living life, uh, life as a child of God. Uh, are you saved tonight, friend? Do you know that you know that you know should the Lord come back tonight that you'd be gone with Him? Huh? Oh, beloved, the marks, a man of being sure is recognizing you're a sinner. Look at 1 John chapter number 1 tonight and verse number 8. The Bible says, if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in Him. I'm not trying to start any controversy or anything tonight. Not trying to pick a fight and, and I'm a guest here tonight and I'm being have as well as I know how. Uh, I don't say tonight, I don't know how anybody could claim to be a Democrat and vote Democrat and be a Christian at the same time, huh? I just find it not near impossible, amen, to promote, amen, the sin and the ungodliness that that party is promoting tonight and still claim to be a child of the living God under His shed blood washed from sins and iniquities tonight. It's still a sin tonight, amen, in the eyes of God. Huh? That's right. And those in higher offices claim, amen, to know everything. And they'll go to their mass and they'll do their religious worship and they think they're all right with God. Uh, then they'll pass bills, amen, to kill children. Uh, Same-sex marriage and all of these other ungodly, immoral sins that's going on in the world today. There's a God in heaven uh, that's going to judge them one day. 
when they stand before God, they'll wish to God that they'd acknowledged Him as God and repented of their sins, acknowledged that they were a sinner. The Bible says that every knee is going to bow and every tongue is going to confess. And it doesn't matter at what judgment they stand at, it's going to happen. Huh? Amen to God tonight. Have you, have you, friend, tonight ever recognized and reckoned yourself as a sinner in deserving hell? I, I realize, friend, tonight we think little Johnny and little Susie's most precious thing in the world. I've got two of them, three of them back there. I, it was either bring them home or cut a hickory, one of the two. I figured it's a lot easier on me to just bring them home, amen. I've not whipped them yet, and if I ever do, uh, I mean, you know, you, you understand what I'm saying, huh? It's getting close to that, oh, I tell you that, amen. Roscoe's pushing some buttons that his daddy pushed a long time ago and got beat like a, a barred mule. But anyways, I want to say tonight, friend, that we better be sure in the day and hour that we're living in. Amen. And recognize ourselves. That little old thing that's so precious is just as sinful as a grown person tonight. Huh? That's right. You've got a sin nature. And you need the Lord Jesus Christ to fix that. Well, I'm about out of time. And I've got one last point on point number one. Beloved, I'm trying to preach to you that in times like this, we need to be sure that we're saved. And there's some marks of being sure, and that's fellowship with God the Father and Jesus Christ. It's recognizing you yourself as a sinner. And then number three, it's keeping the God's commandments. I think that's biblical tonight, don't you? I believe it's in order tonight for to keep God's commandments. Look at 1 John chapter 2 again. I didn't finish on that other point, verses 9 and verse 10 of 1 John chapter 1, but let's move on to 1 John 2 and verse 3. He says, And hereby we do know that we know Him. If we keep His commandments. Beloved, the Ten Commandments are the standard that's the, the rule. That's the standards. Even lost people has a general understanding that breaking those Ten Commandments is sin. It is a sin against God. It's a sin against God's Word. It's offenseful to God. It offends God the Holy Spirit. Everybody, even children, know you're not supposed to lie. God has just put that in our makeup, has He not? I, every man and woman knows that it's a sin to commit adultery and, and to be an adulterer or an adulteress, to commit fornication. Everybody knows it's a sin to steal. And, and everybody knows you're not supposed to take God's name in vain. And, and so on and so forth tonight. Uh, hey, but beloved, tonight, as a professing child of God, uh, have you hid His Word in your heart? Uh, is it alive? Is it well in your soul tonight? Uh, is it leading you in the paths of righteousness? And is it a light into your feet, huh? Oh, beloved, the, the mark of eternal life tonight, the, the assurance of a man knowing that you're going to heaven is the keeping of the Word of God. 
And then when we offend the Word of God, when we offend the Spirit of God, as children of God, it grieves us in our spirit, does it not? Folks, come on, does it not grieve you? I mean, when you do wrong and you know it's wrong and, and not that you did it intentionally and not that you're sinning against revealed Scriptures, revealed Word, and not that you're sinning against the, the light of the Word of God that He's given to you, but friend, in sin generally, does it not grieve you and break you at your core because you offended your God? Oh, beloved, tonight, in times like this, we need to draw near, do we not? Oh, we need to move up a little closer. Uh, you say, what can I do? I want to say that God can take a church like this church right here. Uh, and this is a good Sunday night crowd. Uh, and y'all have wonderful Sunday morning services uh, and big crowds here. Uh, I'm used to pastoring four and five people uh, and maybe twenty on a good day. Uh, uh, but friend, I want to say God uh, can take men and women that's sold out to Him, that's moved up close to the throne, that's walking with Him and do great things. Little as much when God is in it. God can take your weakness. He doesn't need your strength. Amen. He don't need your abilities. Uh, he needs your availability tonight. Uh, God just wants a willing vessel. Uh, someone that will really surrender all and commit themselves to serving Him tonight. Oh, beloved, if I could just step out and say this tonight, uh, church, if you'll rally around your pastor, uh, amen, if you'll hold him up in earnest, fervent prayer, uh, night and day, uh, if you'll agonize with God on behalf of His preaching ministry uh, and pastoral ministry here, uh, God can take this church uh, and do great things all the way around the world. God's are looking for a people that'll make sure of themselves. It's time that the church of the living God would step up and step out in confidence in God. You don't have to see what you're going to. You don't have to know the means of it. You don't have to know the ins and outs of it. Just trust God for it tonight. And move forward and march on. I found out a long time ago that I can't figure Him out. And you ain't figured God out either. And about the time you think you got it figured out, He'll change it. He wants you to live by faith. He wants you to walk by faith. He wants you to exercise faith. And friend, a real genuine child of God will do these things. Oh, beloved, the marks, amen, of salvation is keeping God's commandments tonight. Well, I'm closing and I'm through. And I'm trying to talk to you about in times like this. Not times like what your mom and daddy and grandma and grandpa lived in. Them so-called good old days wasn't that good. We looking back at them thinking they were good. But they wasn't that good. There was a lot of hardships. A lot of heartaches. Every problem that you've got, they had. And I think, amen, as the years has went by, sin has increased with technology. There's more temptation today than there was in their day. Hey, back then, 
Back in the old days, we call them. There was a corner in the living room of the house or in the eating room. There was an empty corner that was called a prayer corner. And moms and dads would gather family and they would pray. And they'd pray through their problems. And they would pray, amen, for God's help, amen, to help them in everything. But amen, we've lost that corner to the television. And the television has took the place of prayer tonight in intercession with God. Huh? Used to, friend, we pray and agonize. I remember when I was a kid, I didn't know just how hard it was on mother and daddy. But when I got a little older and got my own family, and when Daddy started loosening up a little bit and talking about some of the hardships when us kids was coming up, I mean, in the 70s, it was hard. Money was tight for Mother and Daddy. I remember Daddy testifying one time how they didn't have money to buy gas to go to work. And that gas hand had set right on empty. Just right above that little red mark. And for some reason, it would just stay there all week long. He didn't run around after he got off work. He went to work and he'd come home because he had a family. And beloved, you know what was keeping gas in the, in the vehicles? It was God. So used to, we had to rely on God. Used to, we had to trust God, but now, hey man, my children are living out of the hip pockets of moms and dads and grandmas and grandpas and, and we're trusting the financial, amen, uh, people, amen, for our aid and for our help. We're looking to the government for handouts when the church of the living God needs to turn back to God. In times like right now, we need to be sure. Are you sure you're saved? Number two, can I say we need to be not deceived? I'll give you these points. I don't have time to preach them. It says in Galatians 6 and 7, Be not deceived. God is not mocked for whatsoever man soweth that shall also reap. And you know that's true, don't you? Number three, we need to be careful. Philippians 4 and 6 says, Be careful for nothing. That word careful means be anxious. Don't, don't, do, do you, Ever get that anxiousness in your spirit to just jump ahead and do it? You need to be careful as a child of God. In days like what you're living in, you better find out if so-and-so is really what they say they are before you put confidence in it. Number four, tonight we need to be sure. Numbers chapter 32 and 23 says, But if you will not do so, behold, you have sinned against the Lord. And be sure your sin." will find you out. People are hiding behind a lot of things. But you can't hide behind sin and get away with it. If you're saved tonight, God's going to open it up just like a book. You're going to have to deal with it. You're going to have to face it. Whatever it is, friend, that's standing between you and the will of God tonight, it's not worth it you're going to pay a great price. Whatever it is that you're rebelling against God in your spirit, you need to confess it to Him as sin and turn from it. Matter of fact, you need to be like Joseph. Leave your cloak and flee. You need to run in the opposite direction. It's not worth what it's going to cost you tonight. And number five, he says, uh, we need to be 
not, there's a not be. In times like this, there's a not be. In Galatians 6 and 9, he says, And let us not be weary in well-doing. I know times are hard and difficult right now, but God's not in distress. God's not troubled. He's not alarmed. His church is going to come through this thing. The bride of Christ is leaving this place one day. We don't have a problem, a worry. There's not a mountain or a valley that God's not going to be in it with us. Quit asking God to move those trials. Quit asking God to move that mountain. Quit asking God to make things easy for your travel. Amen. And dress up in the armor of God. Suit up. Amen. March on in faith, trusting God. God is every step ahead of you along the way. And you'll be a better Christian if you'll just trust God. Don't be so weary. Don't be so easily discouraged tonight. What did you expect? Discouragement is bound to come. You're a Christian. You're a child of the living God living in the kingdom of darkness. The prince and the power of darkness is the ruler down here. But he's on a leash. He can only go so far. He can only do so much. He can only do to Job what God allowed him to do. Why fret and why worry? Take courage tonight as the church of the living God mount up, amen, and go to war against the prince of darkness. Be strong in the power of God Almighty in times like what we're living in. Father, we thank You tonight for this good church and this congregation. Lord, would You take my weak and feeble efforts? If You can bless them, we ask that You would. Father, would You help this congregation tonight? Lord, as the uh, Brother Jamie comes and takes this part of the service, Lord, as he does what You lead him to do, God, if there be one here tonight that's lost, would You save their soul? Would You bring on, Lord, to a place of reality and repentance and faith? God, would You do a work in somebody's life tonight? God, would You send men to the mission field? Would you prepare young ladies to be godly wives and young men to be godly husbands? God, would you call young men to the ministry tonight? God, do a work right here at Lighthouse Baptist Church. And Lord, we'll be thankful unto you for it's in Jesus' name. Amen.